This podcast contains explicit content. You are listening to Hardly Focus. Let's begin the show by starting it. Hey, here we go. Welcome to Hardly Focus. Jack Hill, Chris Froman. You can find us on hardlyfocus.com. And we are on your favorite podcast app. And on YouTube, just search either for Hardly Focused. Welcome to our 503rd episode on the 13th of June. Man, can you believe it's been over 500 at this point? I mean, I know you guys literally had an entire episode where you're probably talking about all that jazz, but dang. Yeah. Uh, we, dedication, man. We went back and revisited uh, the first episode back when we were Talk Radio Meltdown. Nice. We revisited and uh, played clips of uh, you spraying Febreze <laughs> into Dave Wooten's eye. <laughs> that was a thing that happened. Oh, my goodness. Do you want to hear it? Sure. Uh, <laughs> let me pull it up here. Let's see. Uh, fro- here we go. Uh, fro, sp- fro sprays for breeze into Dave's eye. So, Billy Corgan's a fucking nutcase. What are you doing? Oh! <laughs> <laughs> <in> my eye! <laughs> I just get Febreze. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry. Uh, fro just sprayed Febreze <laughs> into Dave's eye. <laughs> You may want to rinse it. Hold on. Let me read the yeah, uh, warning labels toxic? on the back of this. <laughs> My eyes were already burning. Uh, is there even a warning label on that? See. Oh, yes, there is. Let's see. <laughs> oh, wow. Why do they put it in such small text? If I ever got this in my eye, I wouldn't be able to read the warning label to see what I'd have to do. It tells you to get medical attention. That sounds good. That sounds uh, <laughs> Oh, dude. Need some water? Here, have some water. No, I'm, I'm good. Out. Nice. That was awesome. <laughs> so that was a thing you did. Uh, I don't even remember doing that, but I'm sorry. I, I'm sorry, Dave. Yeah, I, I, uh, <laughs> I hope your eyeballs better after several years. I had to uh, suffer through listening to the first episode of this podcast. Oh my gosh, it's like <laughs> listening to yourself when you're like 10 years old. I bet. Oh, it was it was rough. Just, I mean, it, it's a good lesson in a good, I guess, like I don't know, post mortem. How far I've come, how far right. the show has come in both quality and content and presentation. So, uh, yeah, 500. 500. Not bad. But you know what? Even the very first one still sounds okay compared to some actual podcasts I've heard. Oh, God, yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm part of a uh, a Discord server that's all about podcasting. And uh, the some of the shows I've checked out on there from the people who are like very active on this server... <laughs> uh, I would describe it uh, some of these shows as thus and there's some that are really good too oh of course it just depends I mean, yeah it just depends there's the people who are like hey I want to do a podcast and then they have no idea what they're doing and then there are the people who like who are like me who are like hey I want to do a podcast and I know what I need to make it sound good and I know you know what to do to carry a conversation on for 15 to 20 minutes. So. I mean, you kind of went to college for it, so. Kind of, yeah. Okay, broadcasting school. I don't know if it's technically called it. <laughs> and they're still, I, I found out they're they're still around. But oh, really? I thought they closed up. They closed up the one around here that I uh, went to. They are now only in, uh, the Connecticut School of Broadcasting, I think, is now only in Connecticut. So. Nice. But they are, I don't even think they're called that anymore. I think they got, like, purchased by another company and changed their name, so. Uh, I just want to make sure that that uh, degree that I got, that I spent all that money on, is still valid. Right. Like, oh, of a- course. was it AT, AT&T 
ITT. Remember? ITTTAC. That's what it was. It was a trade school. Oh, ITTTAC. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. You always saw commercials for it at like 11 30 mm-hmm. in the morning while watching Jerry Springer. It was the, the ads targeted towards <laughs> Jerry delinquents who didn't have jobs wanted to get a yep. you know certified in something have you done absolutely nothing with your life up until this point well for 40 grand we'll give you a laptop and tell you to go do some shit <laughs> they closed and a lot of people uh were all i i think i think like their degrees are still valid but like a lot of stuff became invalid because they weren't an accredited university right. so uh, them shutting down kind of threw a wrench into things. I went to. I'm sure the people that were currently in the program really were kind of pissed off about it too. Like as they were closing, that happened with the Connecticut School of Broadcasting. There were, there were classes in session when they shut down because wow. they, they actually like went bankrupt after Oof. I went there in 2008. And I think they let the people who were in the middle of classes finish up, but then after that they were they were closed mm-hmm. until uh, I think the original. The original founder bought back the company. The guy was like a million years old at the time, but he bought back the company and closed all but maybe a dozen locations. That was the problem. They got purchased by another entity that expanded them too quickly. Yeah. Uh, And some of those locations had only been open for months before they they shut down because I went back to the school that I went to. This is great. They're like, hey, learn learn on actual broadcasting equipment. And it's like 30-year-old machinery. Uh, the school I went to it used to be the old, uh, I think, Channel 38 news studio. Nice. So, like, we were in a legitimate, like, broadcast news studio, but it was all outdated equipment. Mm-hmm. So when the school reopened after its brief hiatus, all of a sudden everything in there was brand new because they got it all from, uh, like, the Colorado school that had been open for a month and a half. So and that's where all their money was going. Yeah, it was. It was nice. It was like, hey, check out all of our new digital boards and our fancy condenser microwave. Everything's digital now. I'm like, cool. So you don't force people to cut analog tape anymore. That's good. <laughs> in, in 2010, that's great. So uh, yeah. Uh, we'll start with something that happened local. A man who was eaten by a whale. Sure. And lived. <laughs> Uh, what's that Bible story? What's that called? Uh, Jonah and the Jonah. Whale. Jonah. Yeah, yeah, Jonah. Yeah. I only know that because there's a band called Jonah and the Whale. Nice. Um, but yeah, this. Uh, we'll, we'll cover this quickly before we get into the shit story. <laughs> but uh, yeah, this guy from uh, Cape Cod, he's a lobster uh, diver, man who literally just dives for lobsters. Does he just pick, like, pick them up and put them in a box? Like... Is, is a regular cage not good enough for, like, fishing? Or I don't know how this he's works. searching around the rocks. He's like, I want to find that one really good laughter now. I don't know how that works. I guess those guys make good money, though. Like, fishermen? Yep. I mean, I guess if you're going to be out at, working out at sea, yeah. then... Uh, I might die at any point if my sea, if my, uh, you know, vessel collapses. Yeah. Well, one of my friends, uh, Bob Hanna, uh, formerly of WAF... Uh, left the radio industry uh, and for, you know, as, as anyone should who's in the radio business and is a commercial fisherman now and he's making bank. Nice. I, last time I saw him, I asked him, like, so you know, how's the fish? How's working on the boat? And he's like, yeah, I love it. It's great. <laughs> nice. So it's hard work, but hey, you, know, you get your money one way or another. Yeah, exactly. I mean, wasn't that like, uh, was that the, the, the perfect storm? 
that whole thing with oh, George yeah. Clooney. Weren't they fishermen? They were, yeah. Yeah, so it's like the kind of stuff that you need to yep. worry about. Hurricanes. Getting eaten by whales. Uh, yeah, so here is the report from NBC Boston uh, talking to the gentleman who was... Uh, uh, now, they're saying... I want to preface. They, 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 the news... They're sensationalizing this just oh, a little bit. They're saying he was eaten by a whale, that he was swallowed by a whale. He went into the mouth of the whale, and then the whale realized what it had in its mouth was not anything that it both wanted and could easily consume, so it spit him out. Nice. But he was inside the mouth of a whale for uh, a, a lot longer than anyone should be inside the whale of a large <laughs> animal. Uh, mouth of a large animal. The whale of a large animal. I need to... What? <laughs> That's a whale of a tail. <laughs> okay, here we go. Uh, from NBC Boston, what it's like being swallowed by a <laughs> humpback. Here we go. Michael Packard came home from the hospital Friday afternoon with one incredible story to tell. And I just felt this truck hit me. And everything just went dark. He was lobster diving off the coast of Provincetown when the world around him suddenly blacked out. Just thought, did I just get eaten by a white shark? And, and then I said, no, I don't feel any teeth. And I said, oh my God, I'm in the mouth of a whale with his mouth shut. Seconds later, he realized he was in serious trouble. To make things even worse, he couldn't find the regulator for his oxygen tank and he had no way to escape. Am I just gonna like run out of air and suffocate? Yeah. Is he gonna swallow me? That's when he thought about his family. So when he asked that question, he's like, is this gonna swallow me? Am I gonna run out of air? You hear someone in the background go, yeah. <laughs> I don't know if it was intentional or unintentional, but the timing is just great. He's like, yeah. Right. Uh, I cued it back. Here we go. He couldn't find the regulator for his oxygen tank, and he had no way to escape. Am I just going to, like, run out of air and suffocate? Yeah. Is he going to swallow me? <laughs> That's when he thought about his family. And I'm like... This is how you're gonna go, Michael. Yeah. This is how you're gonna. Whoever's die. in the background keeps saying yeah at the most inopportune times. <laughs> like the news uh, news guys are in here trying to like you know interview this guy and some nurse in the background is just like yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> this is it. I'm gonna die. Yeah. <laughs> this is the end of me. Yeah. <laughs> Stop saying that. <laughs> uh, okay, more more from this. Like, this is how you're gonna go, Michael. Yeah. This is how you're gonna die. In the mouth of a whale. His son Jacob was in school at the time and got a text from his mother. Yeah, your your dad was, was diving and a whale just I don't know, attacked him, ate him. The humpback whale eventually spit him out after about thirty or forty seconds. And I just got thrown out of his mouth into the water, it was just white water everywhere, and I just was laying on the surface floating. That doesn't seem like a long time, but try telling that to someone who almost became a whale's hot lunch. But I have a dislocated knee and um, just a lot of soft tissue damage in my legs. Um, I also was scared that I had maybe a diving injury from coming up too fast or 
an embolism. But everything's good. The doctor says I'm good. So this guy also uh, not only has lived and survived nearly being consumed by a whale, he also survived a plane crash in Costa Rica years ago. Dang. And then while he was diving, uh, you know, for, for, his, for his profession, for lobsters, he found a dead body. And when he reported it to the police, it turns out it was part of an active investigation. So basically this guy is in like... If you see this guy, you might be in the wrong place at the wrong time. You need to just back up. Or stick around him because you might become immortal. Fair enough. You're right. He's managed to avoid several issues. He's, yeah, uh, two instances of uh, near-death experiences. I don't, know if he, I don't know if it's right to call like finding a dead body a near-death experience unless he's in the presence of like the mafia. If the mafia happens yeah, to be true. nearby on their... Uh, I- on their boat. I think the type of whale that swallowed him might have actually saved him, too, because if it was one of those, uh, what was it, sperm whales? Dude, those guys got teeth. Yeah. You said he didn't feel teeth, and I'm sitting here like, well, it's because you're in a humpback and not a, uh, you know, you're in a, you, you, imagine getting eaten by an orca, dude. That would not only be, like, dark and sad, like he's saying, where you're going to run out of oxygen, but it's also going to be actively grinding your limbs off with yeah. his teeth. Uh, I don't think the whale that he was in has teeth. No, that's what I was saying. Right, like yeah. those are one of the filter feeder types. So he was yeah. actually lucky in that respect because any other whale would have probably like lacerated him multiple times over and then gotten the scent of blood. And then even if you got kicked out, I mean, shoot, the the sharks would have came. Right. So uh, he said dislocated leg. That's it. That's all he. The the only injury, despite being covered in slime. Hey, I mean, I'll take that over uh, getting eaten by a whale. I guess. Yeah. So uh, if you find it on Reddit, he's doing an AMA or was doing an AMA nice. uh, where he was talking about that's where he revealed the uh, plane crash he survived, finding the dead body. Um, he seems to be in good spirits. I mean, you could hear it in the interview that he did. Uh, he also said that he had no idea it would be such big news. How, how often do you hear people getting swallowed by whales? Like, <laughs> right. <laughs> swallowed by a large animal and then survive. Yeah, right. exactly. Yeah, normally it's like a recovery mission after the fact where they got to like shoot the bear and like examine the stomach contents. Yep. <laughs> like, oh, yep, little Timmy was definitely here. <laughs> uh, what is that line from Jaws? It's like, if you cut open this shark, then that Kinter boy's going to spill out all over my dock. <laughs> uh, so, uh, changing gears here, the shitty story. Yes. Uh, from vulture.com. <laughs> Uh, something called Ultimate Slip and Slide got shut down by explosive diarrhea. It's beautiful. Yeah. Uh, on The article says here, quote, on June 2nd, according to the rap, uh, I believe it was NBC. Yeah, NBC shut down production on an upcoming Slip and Slide-based series. After Hold on. I like I like what you said there. Slip and Slide-based series. Yeah. I just, what a time to be alive. I didn't realize Slip and Slides are still a big thing. Apparently like, they were about to become even bigger because there was a TV show about it. Enough, to, yeah, enough to have a show, <laughs> like some sort of competition series. Uh, how do you compete on, on a slip and slide? Like how far you go? Right. Like, I uh, usually just go to the end of the slide, and then it's like just you know grass burn after that. Are there like obstacles involved with going down? Is it going to be like uh, <laughs> they have like rocks? Don't hit the pavement. <laughs> oh, what the hell? I can Ramps. never remember what the movie is called, but Johnny, it was a Johnny Knoxville movie from a couple of years ago, and it's based on a real thing, an amusement park in New Jersey that was 
so dangerous that it ended up getting shut down because like people kept getting hurt. Oh shoot! Uh, but it, it had like things like where a slide would like the the, the slide would like do loop the loops and then it would uh, at the end of it there would be like you would go up in the air and just land on like solid ground. <laughs> oh crap! There was like no water or anything. Yeah, Jeez. it was it was like intentionally dangerous and people kept <laughs> getting hurt. And it was open for a long like a long enough time. Yeah. Before it got shut down. Um, That's awesome. I'm going to have to look it up during the break. But um, yeah, I don't know what you would do on a show like this. Slide down a large slip and slide. Uh, apparently a 65 foot one. Yeah. Uh, Bobby Moynihan and Ron Funches were going to host it. Uh, I mean, it's it's technically not off, right? It's just. Uh, it's still happening. Yeah. They yeah. just had to stop production. You know, it's also really nice hearing a story like this and not having them say production was shut down because of covid yeah it is i mean it's really nice to hear production was shut down because of explosive diarrhea <laughs> i gotta say that's definitely a, i mean i'll take well i'd rather not be near any of the situations <laughs> however but that's how, nice to hear that's the how, news at least that's how you know that around here we're out of the woods with covid <laughs> no, it's I mean, yeah. It's more reasonable thing shutting down television productions <laughs> <laughs> like diarrhea. <laughs> but yeah, the article says on June 2nd, according to the wrap, the network shut down production on an upcoming slip and slide based series after up to 40 crew members contracted uh, Giardia. I think Gear Gear Giardia. Is that right? Is that right, doctor? No. Okay. <laughs> uh, Giardia. Giardia. I sure. Giardia. <laughs> something you should know about me is i can't pronounce anything correctly to save my life um that that's that's half the fun of this show um and if uh, you didn't hear the warm-up audience or the warm-up segment we're talking to our studio audience that we have <laughs> uh, who's also a doctor who can correct me on these <laughs> the good thing is that if you can't pronounce this it's also known as beaver fever yes <laughs> i love that beaver fever I wish I had the Angry Beavers theme I, queued up. I um there was there was a Nicktoon that actually touched upon Beaver Fever at one point. I don't know if it was actually Angry Beavers or if it was like Ren and Stimpy or something like that, but one of them definitely like mentioned it in the in a, it was actually basis of an episode. I'll have to figure that out. Uh so uh what these people contracted <laughs> the quote outbreak of an awful explosive diarrhea which left people quote collapsing on set and quote being forced to run into porta potties imagine just collapsing on set under the weight of your own diarrhea just coming out on you uh this sounds like a like like an actual like something you'd see in like a like a, a tv show like in a movie uh all i can just picture is just all at the same time people just all getting ill simultaneously and yep. all clamoring for like the two or three porta potties that they have. I imagine they did like a test run beforehand where the, the poopy water was, was able to get in everyone's mouths. And then, you know, they're all sitting around waiting for the next cast. And yeah, like you're saying that the three available porta potties became precious treasures. We have confirmed that the parasite is functioning as intended. <laughs> so people will get explosive D as expected. It's part of the show. It's just part of the slip and slide show. I'm sorry. How do you pronounce it? Giardia. Giardia. Thank you. <laughs> um, uh, 
Also known as beaver fever, Giardia is usually contracted from getting fecal-infested water in your mouth. So it seems like someone on set was pooping in their trunks on the show's 65-foot-tall slippery yellow slide. Maybe he was nervous about being 65 feet up. Uh, the set was inspected for parasites after the outbreak, and on Thursday, Universal said, quote, additional testing revealed Giardia in the surrounding area. So, you know what that means? Lock everything down. Quarantine. Yeah. Quarantine it all. Get a big bubble over it. Are you saying you didn't get your Giardia vaccine? It'll make you magnetize. <laughs> I think being magnetized would be pretty effing sweet, actually. And that's coming up in the next segment. We're going to talk about that. So uh, there you go. Uh, this show, Ultimate Slip and Slide, coming soon to NBC. It will air uh, right after the Tokyo Olympics, which for some reason is happening. Wait, 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 wait. So you're going to have like the pinnacle of sporting events, the Olympics. Yeah. And then follow it up with a slip and slide show. Okay. <laughs> with diarrhea involved. Yes, diarrhea based slip and slide oh, show. Oh, man. They missed opportunity a few years ago when they had the Olympics, I think, in like Russia. It was when Bob Costas was hosting, and he had pink eye the whole time. Oh shoot! Uh, because he was he he was there every day, but his pink eye was getting progressively worse. Oh, no, and it was just it was disgusting, and he just <laughs> soldiered through it, and it became a meme. But can you imagine pink eye Bob Costas followed by diarrhea slip and slide? Oh It'd man, be a mess of epic proportions. God, must was a must see TV on Thursdays. There you go <laughs> on NBC. All right. Uh, well, we will come out, coming up talk about uh, people who uh, believe that the COVID vaccines uh, actually cause uh, people to become magnetized, because uh, that's uh, apparently a thing now that we need to worry about. So stick around. You are listening to Hardly Focused. I wouldn't have noticed if you didn't call attention to it. <laughs> Hardly Focused presents Hardly Shuffled. <laughs> Hardly shuffled. Check out the songs that we are currently listening to. Bola. Head mounted sideways. Dinosaur Jr. I ran away. more and follow the hardly shuffled playlist on spotify at hardlyfocused.com slash shuffled hardlyfocused.com slash shuffled what are you buying check out the hardly focused web store for things you can wear and things you can stick on stop signs what are you selling we carry shirts face masks and stickers all bearing the logo of our fine program get your hardly focused gear today at hardlyfocused.com slash store <laughs> thank you